I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control because I'm in the library and I love learning. Here's a great question though. What are we learning for? If you are a avid learner like I am, you love to find out about stuff. Uh, are we learning so that we can analyze things for ourselves? Are we learning so that our mind expands? Are we learning about the things that we're really interested and excited about? Is it possible that your brain will pick up stuff more effectively if it's something that you are excited about? And as an educator, and I have been doing this now a very long time, the Max International Colleges has been around since 1989, so yes, a very old lady, and yes, been, do yes, been doing this a very long time. Uh, we hear words now on a regular basis like common sense, logic, uh, critical thinking, misinformation, disinformation, fake news. Those uh, words are thrown at us on a regular basis. And I always like to ask, first of all, where did those words come from? It's one of those things I like to learn about. Uh, what, where did that word come from? Why was it invented? Why do people use it? And words obviously are very powerful. So if we are bombarded with something on a regular basis, and I use the disinformation, misinformation, fake news, which they've kind of come up in the last, if you lived in 29, or 2020, 21, 22, 23, uh, they're kind of new words. Uh, if we get bombarded with those new words every day, do we start believing that, that, that they're true words or that they're a, a real theory without asking ourselves where did it come from and why they're being used? And the reason I ask the question is a lot of the information that we've been given over the last few years in regards to uh, the financial situation in the world, a medical situation in the world, the climate, uh, what kind of cars we should drive, what kind of power we should use, there's a lot of information that we get bombarded with every day. And because we hear it so often, is it possible that we start to believe it even if we haven't analyzed it? Now, I have no, this is not an opinion about any of those topics. This is just, how do we know that it's true? Uh, have we looked at, and I'll use a classic example, the research shows or science shows, have we actually looked at the research? Have we looked at the science for ourselves or do we just believe the experts? And of course, the challenge with experts is that they all disagree as well. Uh, I've been in the exercise profession all of my life, since 13, as a little girl, uh, when I started earning money teaching exercise classes. Uh, I have been bombarded with that word, experts, or this interesting word, they say you should eat this way. They say you should exercise this way. They say that you should do this many reps or sets of an exercise. They say you should exercise this many times a week. They say you should do 10,000 steps. They say that carbohydrate makes you fat. They say that sugar will kill you. There's a lot of they says. And could it be a really good idea, and it's something that I've had to learn the hard way, is should we ask who are they? And why did they say that? And where did they get that information from? And is it actually true? Because I think, and if you, if you go back and have a look at all the things that you know, and it's a really good self-analysation, a word that doesn't exist, but I love to use it. If you go back and think about all the things that you actually believe, you've got a rock-solid belief that this is true. If you go back and look at all of those, do you know where they came from? And I'll use another example. I was brought up in a religious environment in a Christian, at a Christian school, and there was a lot of stuff told to me about where the world came from, where, what we should believe in, uh, what's going to happen when we die. And when I asked questions about all of that stuff at school or at church, the answer was always you've got to have faith. 
role, you've just got to believe it and have faith, which of course faith is something that you can't see, you just have to believe it. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I don't want to be the person that just blindly follows. I'd like to be thinking for myself, not brainwashed, not being told what to think. One of the things that we're really aware of at the Max International Colleges is we don't want people to be told what to think. I would love you to think for yourself, which is why when it comes to eating and exercise, if you learn your anatomy and physiology, if you learn it for yourself, not be told the the research says or the science says, if you actually study for yourself how the human body works, you will be able to analyze the research, analyze the science, ask questions of those experts. And the experts that we've uh, that have been thrown at us over the last few years when it comes to finances, climate, medical interventions, uh, the way we should live our lives, uh, I would like to be asking them some critical thinking questions, and I'll use that those two words for a special reason. We keep suggesting that our kids should be learn or should learn to be critical thinkers. Think for yourself, not be told what to think. But how many of our kids, how many of our future adults are actually asking in school, why would we do that and how does it work? Please explain it to me, not just tell it to me. Please give me a reason why this is real, why it's the truth, why it actually works, rather than just expecting me to believe something. Then comes those two interesting words, uh, common sense. Common sense is not very common, I've been told. What does that actually mean? And logic, what, what is logic? And most, most people have an answer to that or we use those two words on a regular basis, those concepts on a regular basis, but what do they actually mean? And I just want to put it into a very simple suggestion perhaps. Uh, I live in the South Island of New Zealand where there are a lot of sheep and the suggestion is don't be a sheeple. If you watch what happens with sheep, one will go in a certain direction and then the whole lot will follow, whether it's 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 sheep. Now, I don't know what sparked that one sheep to move first, but I don't want to be the person, the sheeple, that follows the one for what reason. And I'm not sure that the sheep know why they're following that one other sheep that made a decision to go in that direction. They just go as a, as a flock, as a crowd. They just follow. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to believe something just because somebody told me to believe it. How about you? I want to know for myself that that is true. So all of those concepts about 10,000 steps, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, this is how many reps and sets you should do, this is how you should eat and exercise to be healthy, fit and strong, those experts, they, they disagree. And that's what I've had to learn the hard way as an exercise professional and now as an educator. Endocrinologists disagree about what goes on with the hormonal system. Uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, neuroscientists disagree with what goes on with the brain. Uh, orthopedic surgeons and bone specialists disagree with what's going on with the bones. Uh, there are some people who say you should do strength training to, to have really strong bones and there are still some uh, organisations, in particular some osteoporosis organisations, that talk about walking and swimming being good for your bones. And there's other experts that say that is a complete waste of time and anti uh, or anti or counterproductive to having strong bones because if you're in the water your bones are not being well you you're supported by the water so your bones don't have any impact through them so I'll just use that as a simple example that's two experts just totally disagreeing I always use the example of 
some uh, doctors of dietetics, doctors of nutrition, uh, longevity experts, uh, people who talk about food. Some people talk about being a carnivore, being the ultimate way to eat, so you only eat animals, nothing else. And there are other people who say you should be a plant-based eater and eat only stuff that grows out of the ground and never eat animals. Now, they're two very opposing points of view. How do we know which one's right? And there's a third bit to put in there. Are there people that are healthy, fit, and strong who are carnivores? Are there people who are healthy, fit, and strong with a big vegetarians? And of course, the answer is yes. So is it possible we've got to work it out for ourselves? Now, one of the things that is really interesting when you, when you have a look at an overview of all of those things is how much arguing goes on. People argue about the climate. They argue about the government and political persuasions and political policies. People argue about inflation and interest rates. People argue about parenting. People argue about how you should eat and exercise. Uh, if I'm arguing, and this is my, my very personal question, if I'm arguing my point of view, how can I learn the other person's point of view? And the great question that I always ask myself, because I'm constantly learning, what if I'm wrong? Even if I believe something to be true, even if I've studied it because I know my anatomy or I think I know my anatomy and physiology, what if I'm wrong? And there's been so many times in history when people have thought that something was true and then they were proven wrong. We'll never be able to fly. Man can't fly. Well, now we, millions of people get on a plane every single day. People are now flying. Uh, how can you have a phone that isn't connected to the wall? Uh, now it's, there are no phones connected to the wall because everyone's got a phone in their hand. What was once considered impossible uh, is now not only possible, but it's become a normal part of life for a lot of things. So even if you believe that something's true, is it possible that in the future it won't be true? And is that what critical thinking is? Listening to other people's point of view, learning about everything, having an open mind to change, having an open mind to future research. And if we get stuck in our, and there's an interesting expression, you're a Kia, a know-it-all. Have you met people who think they know it all? Arrogant people who say, I know that, that's not true, this is what I believe and you should believe what I believe. I don't want to be that person, how about you? That's why I've got a library full of books. I'm constantly learning, constantly filling my brain with new stuff, which is quite ironic because I finished school technically at the end of year nine. I ran away from home when I was just about 15. So I never really, I certainly didn't finish high school and I didn't finish any part of high school that would be relevant to a, a technical certificate. But uh, I'm learning, since I left school, I think that's when my brain opened up the most because I live in the real world where I have to learn every day. I get fascinated by people who say, I know that already, or I've heard that before, or this is what I believe and you shouldn't believe what I do. Uh, there's just so many things that are open for interpretation, and there are so many things that we've been told on a day-to-day -day basis, that's not real news or that's fake news, that's disinformation, that's misinformation. And rather than believing the TV reporter, and who are they, the TV reporter, have they done their research? Rather than listen to the government, and good on the government, but who goes into government? Uh, what kind of education did that person get to make that particular statement? We seem to get uh, excited by the experts. We get excited by uh, that those people are so important, so they must know the truth. One of the things that I've learned now as an old lady is that's not the case. And it's not that it's not always the case or never the case. It just isn't. There's always an opposing view. doesn't matter what you come up with. There's always an opposing view. 
Doesn't matter what religion you believe in, there's always somebody who'll have an opposite and opposing view. Doesn't matter what you think about eating and exercise, there'll be somebody that's got an opposing view. Doesn't matter what your political persuasion is, there's always somebody with an opposing view. And in most countries, it's half believe this and half believe that. So why would we say that somebody's right or that I'm right? The reason I'm asking these questions is I would like our world to stop arguing our opinion, stop arguing I'm right, defending our point of view. What if every time you hear something or you hear a different opinion or view to yours, your response was, I wonder if that's true. Tell me about that and that beautiful place to be, which is open body language, lean forward, maintain eye contact and actively listen rather than argue. What if that person's right? What if I'm wrong? What if I put myself into their position rather than argue that I'm right? What if they're looking at it from a different angle to me and I might be right and they might be right, but we need to brainstorm it together rather than argue? Is it possible that argument is causing a lot of closed minds rather than open minds? Uh, and the reason I'm asking all of these questions is because we live in a world that our kids are growing up in and a lot of them are just believing stuff. We've got kids that are really scared that the planet's boiling. We've got kids that are really scared they're gonna die of a virus. We've got kids that are really scared that they might be a different gender. All of those things are very controversial topics. But if we tell our kids what to think rather than get them to think for themselves. So I'm gonna ask that very personal question again. What does critical thinking mean to you? Uh, what does logic mean to you? What does common sense mean to you? And do we, do we need to teach that to our children? If we think that's important, should our kids be hearing us say, what if I'm wrong? Let's get both points of view. Let's look at both sides of the story. Let's research for ourselves. Let's analyze all the different science rather than just believing what we see on TV, what we read in social media or see on social media and what the experts tell us to do. Because again, I will share very passionately and very openly doesn't matter which expert you listen to, there's always going to be another one. And the example that I always use to, to make that point really clear is I've had too many people in my life who've been told by a medical professional, you're going to die. You have a terminal illness and you're going to die. And the person who was told that went and got another opinion, a second opinion, a third opinion, a fourth opinion. And even though they were told they're going to die in six months or a year, uh, they're still alive six years, 10 years, 20 years later. And I'm using that example because that's the ultimate, that we're on the planet to survive and to thrive. So if somebody tells you you're going to die, of course you're gonna get a second opinion, aren't you? If somebody tells you that this is a fact, let's find out if it really is a fact or it's just their opinion. If, some, if they say something, how about we find out who they are, why they said it, who paid them to say it? That's probably a really important question. Follow the money. If somebody gives you information, are they giving you that information because somebody paid them to say it? And because I'm an old lady and because I've lived on the planet a really long time and because I'm learning every day, too many times when I followed the money, uh, I found out that the person that's delivering information was paid to say that. They were paid a lot of money to say that. And in a lot of cases, they didn't even believe what they said. They just said it because they were paid a lot of money. So I'll ask that final question. Who are you? What do you stand for? What are your core values? What do you believe in? What would you die for? And wouldn't it be sad if, if your core values, if your beliefs, if what you stand for could be bought? And I love living in this house because at this house, there's only two people that live here, but the two people that live in my house, uh, there is, we cannot be bought. 
And uh, I, it's a very simple example. My husband has been asked many times. He's got a master's degree in exercise science. He's a world champion martial artist. Current, uh, he has trained elite athletes, Olympic athletes, Olympic sporting teams. So he has a long list of credibility to, to be given money to sell a product. And many times he's been approached to sell a product or service to put his name on it uh, and be paid a lot of money. Uh, and we will never do that. Even if we believe in the product, we will never do that. Because every time you put your name onto a product, people wonder if you've been paid to do that. So here's a great question. The reverse of that is if you see an expert who you think is a great person or somebody you respect, could it be a really good idea to find out were they paid to do that and find out where, who's, why are they saying that? Are they saying it because they believe it? Are they a person that can be bought? And why, why would they put that information out into the world? I want to live in a world where people have logic and common sense and are critical thinkers and think for themselves. Not, I don't want to be surrounded by people that are told what to think. I don't want to be part of that crowd that follows the one sheep over the cliff. Should we think for ourselves? Should we be learning every day? And if we do that, could we do the max? Super-doop-doo, how are you? Excited to be learning every day. Woo-hoo-hoo!